I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship a But once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking, our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner, by the grace of God, I have a wonderful opportunity to be with you. Thank you for the invite into your home and then for these stations that air our program. We're located on the banks of the Bon Secours River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, right here on Alabama's Gulf Coast. We sit right on the other side of us is the Gulf of Mexico, which I spent the better part of my lost life in as a commercial fisherman. It's so good to be saved, though. It's so good to have the opportunity to take and open the Bible to speak God's Word. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read a little story here, and then we're going to see something. Uh, some of you listening in the morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening, are going to talk about the Christian balance. You said, Brother Mon, what is, what is that, a Christian balance? You know, a lot of times, I have, as far as my growth in grace, been saved now since 1966. You know, I found the devil has many of device. Uh, I'll be honest, I have thought at one time the devil's devices was only like alcohol, drugs, immorality, pornography, gambling, crime, you know, that uh, the devil's going to try to get me involved in those things. But yet God give me strength to avoid that. And, uh, but to see the devil is smart. What, what can he do? We're not ignorant of his devices. What, what can he do? Just sometimes get me off balance. If you get off balance physically, what might happen? You say, Brother Mon, my, I might fall. That is correct. You might hurt yourself. So balance, you said, what are you talking about? There's a balance between zeal and knowledge, a balance between preaching and practice. Have you ever heard someone say, he ought to practice what he preaches there's a balance between emotion and logic. See, I can be very athletically fit. Oh, my muscles very strong. Athletically fit physically, but I could be very poor as far as my spiritual condition. See, you must maintain a balance of both of those. My body, yes, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we think about that inward man. Oh, it has to be fed and strengthened also, maintaining a balance. A little story here, I never quite understood until I understood what it's like to maintain a spiritual balance. It's in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. It has to do with the story of Mary and Martha. Do you remember? Or it says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. All right. She knows that the Savior needs some special help physically. It says, and she had a sister called Mary, 
which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. All right, Mary, Martha. Martha is emphasizing work. Mary is emphasizing worship. Which one of those is most important? If Jesus was on the scene, which one would be most important? Sure, worship him first. Amen. Then came the work. So we think about Martha. What was the problem there? She's not a great sinner. She did not commit a horrible sin. My friend, she just missed out on that that Jesus wanted for her as far as the maintaining that good spiritual balance. Work and worship but I tell you, when Jesus is around, what's number one is always worship. You know, I've found many a person, many a Christian just, what do we say? They're not level-headed. They're lopsided. You know, this is even true of spiritual things. Suppose I spend the better part of my Christian life just in the Bible. I read the Bible. What, what, uh, what, what happens to me? And my friend, I need to make sure I read this book and commit it to memory. Hide it in my heart and practice it, you know. Well, it takes place if it was only the Bible, my friend. I become an intellectual. Yes, a spiritual intellectual. Uh, but what about this thing about prayer? All right? I miss out. I have God talk to me, but I'm not talking to God. Or suppose I spend my time in prayer. Very little Bible. And I spend my time in prayer. What happens? I become emotional. You know, you said, what do you need? I need both of those. I need the word of God. I need prayer. I need to talk to God. God needs to talk to me. That has to balance. This is perfectly seen in the life of a vessel. Usually that's where I try to go because that's my field of expertise. I spent the better part of all my lost life on an old boat. I love that that sits in the water. My car, I can take it or leave it. But all my friend, a boat. We think about, especially we think about big boats. What is most important? If you had a boat and you sit it out in the ocean, is it important that it sits in the water level? Suppose it leans to the port or leans to the starboard. That has to be fixed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So as we illustrate man's life, and I'll be honest with you, I'd like to say, I want to be this perfectly spiritually balanced person, my friend. I, I want to preach, and I do want to practice. I think both of those go hand in hand. Many people preach the Word of God, but they don't live by the Word of God. My friend, are you listening? It's one thing to speak to others about this book, but it's another thing to live this book. So, as far as a vessel, all right, how could I take... And so we think about a vessel. What is important? Uh, what has to go into a vessel to keep it? Uh, we think about not listing to the port of starboard. It has to be, number one, it has to be built right. My son is a naval architect, a marine engineer. They build these huge vessels. And the complexity of hull design 
is beyond my ability to be able to present uh, to you. But it has to be designed in such a way that when it's launched, it's put out in the water, my friend. It's perfectly balanced. It's perfectly level. So it had to be built right. I could go into that in depth. But let me get to me and you. For that being true, it's important for us to be built right. You said, I, 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 I don't understand. You know, as far as your life is concerned, uh, we think about God created us. God has designed us into the, in, in the womb. I think it's so important to have God to build and develop your life. Are, are you listening, my friend? Too many people are just, they're self-made, you know. It is God that has designed you. God wants to build you. What is it? David said in Psalm 119.73, Thy hands hath made me and fashioned me. I, I, I want to be, how do I put this in its most elementary form, my friend? Am I a product of the world or of the great carpenter, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? He's described as being the potter. I'm the clay. If I'm to be a balanced individual, I must be built by the one that can help me with this. Not only built right, but I have to be powered right. We think about a vessel sitting out in the middle of a, of a body of water. As far as we think about a huge motor that you put inside this vessel, is it important that you put it just in the right place? You said, well, of course, Brother Mon, you can't put it way in the bow, way in the stern. It depends upon the design of the hull. I certainly understand that. But it has to be powered just right. The power has to be put in there just right. Now, once again, we'll make the parallel. The analogy, what about my life? Oh, am I empowered by the world or the flesh? Or am I empowered by God's Holy Spirit? <clears throat> what is it? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, my friend. I have to be powered with the right things. My friend, I don't want to go around in life lopsided. I want God's Holy Spirit in my life. I want to sense that the Spirit of God is leading me and directing me. And if I'm to be a balanced person, not lopsided, people say he's not level-headed, you know. I want to be balanced to do that. I have to be built right, and then I have to be powered right. Then I have to be loaded right. You said, what's that, Brother Mon? It's been a while back, but I visited the island of Newfoundland. I went to Newfoundland via the north end of Nova Scotia there. And uh, I boarded a boat called the Scotia Prince. And this vessel was a ferry. And it could take 250 cars. All right, are you listening to me? As far as these cars, as they loaded the cars on this vessel, they loaded all the cars on the right side, correct? No. They loaded all the cars on the left side of the vessel. You said, no, Brother Mon, they had to load them right in the middle. That's right. Why? Because if you had put all these cars on one side, what might happen? You'd get out in the ocean there. And uh, all the boat began to rock back and forth. It could turn over. So it had to be loaded right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So as far as my life is concerned, oh, a lot of people 
all they get. They load up on the world. See, that's what happened to Martha. She just didn't load. <laughs> Instead of getting by and listening to Jesus Christ for a little while, and then her and Mary going in and preparing a meal for, uh, for her, she got loaded with the work, with the responsibility that she had there in the kitchen, and it overloaded her to the point she said, Lord, please tell Mary to get in here and help me. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So we think about as far as spiritual things, I need not load up with the world. Uh, my friend, I have to be loaded right. As far as the Savior is concerned, the book of Matthew chapter 11, what is it, 28, 29, and 30, he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. All were to bear one another's burdens, but my friend, I have to be very careful with that. You know, there's a lot of pastors, evangelists, missionaries that have experienced burnout. You said, what happened? They loaded up in the areas of their life, my friend, that caused them to be lopsided. And it caused some to experience shipwreck. So I need to be very careful as far as my life is concerned that we think about the trouble in life. We think about that that comes to me, whether it be financial or domestic or what, I need to know how to handle that. And only God can help me with this. I need to be loaded right. I need to be empowered right. I need to be built right. To be able to maintain a spiritual balance. It is so important. God is perfect in this particular realm. There's a perfect balance of nature. There's a perfect balance. We think about uh, the heavenly bodies. And uh, surely this should be seen in my life. Many times the devil could got, get me into some gross sin, but he could just get me to lean to the right or to the left. He could cause me to fall, maintaining a spiritual balance. Until next week, Fisher Mund, saying goodbye.